We're going to be in the book of Job today, or Job, or I don't know what you say when you look at it, but uh, that's, we're, we're just going to be there. Uh, I was gonna, we've, been reading, we've been reading through the Bible uh, in uh, chronological order, and um, we're actually back into Genesis, but, uh, and I was going to just run through everything, and then God said no, and uh, I've been crying ever since, so I may need a box of tissues at some point. Good, there's one right there. Um, I'm not, I don't handle emotions very well. It's not a gift by any means, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we kind of got halfway or kind of got to that halfway point in Job, uh, two weeks ago now. And so we're gonna just stay there, finish it out, uh, and kind of dig into some, some truths that we pull from there. So let's, uh, open up with a word of prayer. Uh, God, thank you again uh, for our time. Thank you for your word. Uh, Thank you for the things that we get to learn from it about you, Lord, uh, that you teach us about ourselves, Father. And so uh, there's some there's some big big truths in here, Lord, and they're not always easy to hear. They're not always easy to accept, and they're sure not always easy to to process through when we're in the middle of the storm, God. Uh, So, Lord, just help me uh, to deliver. Say what you want me to say, and um, Father, help us to hear, and God, not just be hearers of the words. Lord, that we we are being transformed by Jesus. Hmm. Thanks for loving. You uh, sent your only Son. And we just ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. My microphone's kind of cutting out. Uh, maybe it won't. If it does it again, I'll, I'll just switch to the yellow sound guy. I want to make a lot of jokes because that'll get me through. So we'll see. I'm really good at that uh, in intense situations. Um, so, uh, man, yesterday... Uh, Actually, the last two days, I, I sat with some people that I, I just love dearly. Some of them I just met, some of them I've known a long time. And, you know, I, I in, in the midst of that, um, just uh, I'm learning to listen, um, trying to become a really good listener, and just hearing people's hearts, uh, both, both things that um, are, are good and, and praiseworthy, and then, man, just difficulties, you know? Um, that people go through, and uh, I mean, you all know, you know, when you care about others, like it just, you, you feel their pain, you em- em- empathize, there's the good word, um, and uh, you care about them, and, and man, I just couldn't help but just relate it back to all this stuff we've been reading, you know, in Job, and the big takeaways, and remember, um, we're, we're doing that, that Mountaintop view down, thirty thousand foot view down is is kind of our approach right now. We're not going to get lost in a lot of the details um, with with what we're doing. And so, if you haven't been reading along, that's okay. Uh, we we kind of cover the the gist of things. We get into the the script, some of the scriptures, and uh, and so you definitely can follow along and definitely benefit uh, regardless. I forgot to say though uh, this morning, um, I went ahead and put the uh, next four months out there. It's a front and back sheet. And uh, if you have OCD about weird things, the top 10 of them 
it's it's the right way on the front, and then it's upside down on the back, and that'll bother you. The bottom ten are right, so you can like if it bothers you, you can pick up the one off the bottom. I figured it out on this on the second run. <laughs> oh, anyway, so we find ourselves in in uh, in Job, and we're we're asking the question: Where is God in the suffering, um, the trials, the storms? And you know, we we talked about how uh, this is. Great segue because of we, we were learning about sin and, and the fact that God gave us a choice. And even though God did not cause sin, He definitely allowed it, right? In that freedom, that element of, hey, I love you. Here's all this. Don't do this. Oops. And, and we've all been doing that ever since. So uh, God allowed that to, to take place. And, you know, we shared a couple weeks ago, it's worth the risk, you know? So we have Job here, and Job is, you know, the greatest man in the East and all this. Uh, wonderful things that he has, um, not only in material possessions, but family, and just he's living the dream, man, you know, and, and going along, and then this interaction between God and Satan take place, and, and uh, in the midst of this, um, Job loses, loses everything. Uh, his wife stays alive, but, uh, but even she is tired of seeing her husband suffer, and, and it's like, just, you know, just curse God and die, and that's kind of, that's kind of where we uh, left off when we were in that moment. And here Job is suffering and, and all this stuff, and even his wife's throwing in the towel. And and uh, and we covered all that. I mean, the depth of his suffering is extensive. Um, and so these these friends show up. And uh, again, it's it's super interesting because they show up, and man, whatever's going on is so intense and so bad, all this stuff. Uh, they, I mean, they don't, they're speechless. They don't know what to say. Um, and we kind of got in, in, in on this in Sunday school a little bit. Uh, cause they sit with him for a while and then they open their mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then they speak and, and they, and they love their friend, you know, and, and they are trying by all intents and purposes to do good here. They're trying to see this suffering in and they're trying to make sense of it. And, and, and so they're, you know, they're wrestling through this. And, and so, yeah, for 35 chapters, there's this back and forth thing. And whoever's been praying for me, thank you. Like, I don't know, like the second half of, of Job, as I was in the middle of those 35 chapters, just like, just had a lot of clarity and understanding um, uh, was coming out of that. And so uh, thanks for whoever's been praying about that for me. I appreciate it. And so his friends absolutely are watching this and like, you have sin in your life, right? Um, Richard was sharing with us this morning, you know, the whole premise there uh, way back then is, Man, when bad things happen, you're being punished, right? Um, uh, other, other religions believe that. Like, you know, um, pagan gods, you know, when, when something bad, oh, the gods are punishing us, you know? And so there was just this mentality that was there. And so all this stuff's happening to Job. So obviously, Job is living in sin. Now, nobody knows about his sin, but he's obviously done something against God. And Job's like, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. 35 chapters. What have you done? Nothing. Yes, you have. No, I, what have you done? Nothing. Yes, you have. Ah. That's a great yeah, it was good, man. <laughs> that might have been a good moment to go to the audio version of the Bible. I just, oh. You know, um, but the interesting thing, if you, really, if you really dig in and slow down and read it, man, nothing's new under the sun, is it? And the same stuff they were talking through, arguing about, 
whining about, struggling with, we do too. We do too. And so often, friends come to our aid and they try to speak into our situation and they're not speaking through the Spirit. And it ends up adding to the problem. But Job, Job stayed strong. He did. And uh, he, he had his moments. But, uh, you know, and how often, you know, just in, in life, like sometimes when things first hit and like there's this strength for a while, you know, I've watched families have to endure some pretty long things in hospitals. And at first, man, it's like the shock things there, you know, and then kind of recover and like, hey, we, you know, we can do this and people will do shirts and they'll have their name and so and so strong. And, you know, and then as it wears on, man, and wears on and wears on, um, it gets really tough. And we go through things like denial and and questioning, and, and we get into self-pity sometimes, and the woe, woe is me, and, um, and sometimes, you know, I mean, I've, I've met people that just, I'm done, I'm done living, this is too much, I do that when I get a cold, I am not good at any of this, man, I'm just like, take me home, Jesus, I'm coughing, um, I don't know what, oh. we grieve sometimes, and, and uh, we look back, when they're in the middle of some tough things and we wish we could just go back. I just want to go back to the way things were. It was, you know, it was easier then. Sometimes we get angry. Of course it's not fair. You know, why is this happening to me? It's not fair. I hear that in my house all the time between my two boys. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. And I repeatedly say, life is not fair. Uh, they're going to grow up thinking that's the only thing I know how to say. Um, and then we look around sometimes and, and there's other people out here thriving that shouldn't be right? They're evil. And like, why in the world are they getting to fill in the blank? Sometimes there's some jealousy and we definitely think we deserve better. But the, but the neat thing and the thing I love about the story of Job is even though, I, yeah, there, you know, you read it and like there's, there's this, this tough stuff going on as he processes through, he always comes back every time. Uh, to the fact that God is good, he comes back. And that his suffering isn't for anything he's done. And my favorite part that we're going to, this is, we're going to do the ending right now and then come back to the ending is that one day he's going to see him and he's going to be vindicated. It wasn't for naught. And regardless of what's gets, what gets said to him and how he struggles through the thought process through all this, he comes back to that time and time and time again. So why do bad things happen? Right? What a question. You have no idea. I've been in ministry a long time. I don't even count anymore. It's like my age. I just had a birthday. How old are you? I don't know. My five-year-old likes to tell me, though, because it's two fours. He's like, you're 44. <laughs> yes. I had that together. That's right. I'm eight. Um, and uh, he, th- he just thought it was a special number, so it was really cute. So I don't mind this year. It's good. Um, but, why, you know, why do bad things happen? I have been asked that from adults and youth and people who have strong faith and people who have weak faith and new Christians and non-Christians, and it is just uh, that's a question that surfaces uh, definitely over the years from time to time. And, and there's some just typical answers out there, right? There, there's some reasons 
that bad things happen to you and, and bad things happen to me. Um, and, and, and we're going to kind of frame this in the, the realm of pain, you know, because most of the time when bad things happen, it's painful. Like my refrigerator keeps dying. We buy new ones, they die. I, that's our house. It's like kills refrigerators. I don't know what it is. We're on like our, between our outside refrigerator and inside, like eight now. And we've lived in our home 10 years. I'm not making that up. And whoever built our house didn't build the passageway into our kitchen big enough, so we have to lift the refrigerator over the bar. And that's really entertaining, and thank you for everyone who I've ever called to help with that. Appreciate you. I did it one time by myself. I was like, nope, <laughs> that ain't happening again. Um, and I'm old now. I'm 44, so I can't do it. Um, but it brings pain, Right? When bad things happen, there's usually some painful part of it. it Maybe physical pain, maybe emotional. Just there's something, and that's just honestly a straight up consequence of sin. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right? We've all sinned, and it hurts. Right? There's obviously a fun side to sin, or no one would ever do it. But there's pain in it because it breaks relationship with you and God. It breaks relationship with others. You know what you've done, right? Let's just take that dirtiest day. We're all going to get up here and share. Come on. They're like, oh. That dirtiest day, the day that just holds shame for you. It hurt, right? It hurts. And if other people know about it, it's caused hurt. I promise. Pain is a consequence of sin. And we deserve to be punished, right? There, there is that. And, and when we sin, I know we have Jesus and we've been forgiven, but hey, we don't get out of consequences. Yeah, maybe not hell and we get to go to heaven, but there's earthly consequences to things. It's why in our minds sometimes it's hard to wrestle with God seeing sin, just generally speaking, for the most part. Um, I know he puts some emphasis on some different things, but because you know, stealing a piece of gum and murdering someone right on earth, that's pretty big difference. But there's a consequence. And sometimes we get caught and there's punishment and it hurts. Uh, we were playing this kind of like, have you ever game? And someone said, have you ever been paddled at school? And I was, I was going to throw in my little piece of candy to say I had. And then I remembered I have never been paddled at school because the one time I got sent to get whooped on, Miss Herndon goes, Jeff Beckham. Yes, ma'am. I'll just tell your parents, go back to class. I'm like, no, <laughs> whip me. <laughs> I want spanked, please. Dad was not as nice in that moment. So there's punishment sometimes. Sometimes, guys, we just do dumb stuff, man. I watched this video the other day and said, this is why women live longer than men. And there was a guy on some pallets, I think it was pallets, and he's laying flat, he's got on a helmet and a van drives at him at like how many miles an hour, and they hit him. And he goes through the windshield. They had the back doors open. He goes through the windshield, the van crushes through, and he just falls to the ground. He says, <laughs> and that was the, the meme. This is why women <laughs> live longer than men. And sometimes we just do ignorant stuff, man. And it brings pain, right? It's our fault, right? Playing dodgeball with middle school girls pain. You blow knees out. Just let me tell you, it happens, right? You don't have to win that game. It hurts when you try to win. Sometimes 
Sometimes there's just family issues, man. You read in the Bible, it talks about that. For generations, sin can just plague families. And it just gets passed down. The same thing that when we accept Jesus for generations, that can impact. I look around, man, I grew up in this church and seeing these families that are still plugged in and still following Jesus. Man, it just like excites my soul because it impacts for generations. And when a family of someone who's, who's not been following Jesus and it's not in their legacy and they give their life to Christ, I'm like, hallelujah, because I can't wait to see how it impacts for generations and generations. But the same is true about sin. When families live in that realm, man, it spills over. And kids suffer for generations. They don't deserve it, but it happens. And it hurts, man. It is painful. They didn't do anything. I was thinking about uh, Germany and, and the Holocaust. You know, we, and the Jews just getting snatched up and put in, but there were Germans that were against that. And they would get thrown right alongside the Jews in there. Just because they knew it was wrong. And so the very country that they were just born into brought pain. I love y'all. Don't let a day go by. You don't thank God for where we are. But don't ever let it also take you away from it. There's a lot of people being born into some really, really terrible things. They did nothing wrong. It's the hand they got dealt. And I've asked that same question, why, God? Why, does it, why did this person get born in a hut and they have nothing and they end up starving to death? And I got born into this amazing family that I didn't even appreciate. In a country that I take for granted a whole lot. Sometimes just straight up the hand you get dealt brings pain. And sometimes other sin causes pain. You know, somebody does something and it destroys you. And you didn't do anything wrong. It just you, you were wrong place, wrong time sometimes. And the impact that it brings, man. Pain is not fun. But it is absolutely a part of life. And no one will escape it. Nobody in here. Everybody in here has probably had their bout with it. And if you hadn't, just give it a minute. It's coming. I remember hearing that for the first time. And I was like, I don't want anything bad to happen to me. It's unavoidable on some, on some level. It's just unavoidable. And so it all plays out, in my opinion, in two ways. It's either a tool for the devil to drive you away from God. And that happens. I've heard it. I've heard people blame God for all kinds of things. Job's friends <laughs> try to do this to him a little bit. And bring shame to God's name. We're his. You know, we're his image bearers. He made us. We're his children. Or... Pain can be used for God's glory. I know that's a really weird thing to say. That's a tough thing to say. It's a tough thing to believe. Because no one wants to go through it. Nobody. Jesus didn't want to go through it. But He brought glory to His Father. And we're called to do the same. It also matures you. It does. And when we, when we 
keep our eyes fixed on Jesus while we go through things. You grow up. I'm going to try to tell the story again. I know I've said it without breaking down, but I'll, I'll just never forget the day Caden was born and he wasn't breathing and we were sitting in the room and like, I didn't know if he was going to live. I, it wasn't that. And I was, I was looking at Shay and I was like, it's going to be okay. And if God had taken him home, it was going to be okay. Wouldn't have been easy. And that's not an easy place to be. <laughs> but you grow up in a hurry. When you go through pain and we, we stay faithful and we give God the glory, we also learn some things about God that He is an unbelievable comforter. Man, I hope you have experienced that. But you only experience it by going through pain. That there's this comfort and peace that just makes no sense in the middle of the storm that you're in. And yet, it's there. It's crazy even sometimes. And when we bring Him glory in some way that we may never understand, you may never understand it this side of heaven. You may never get it. You may never see the impact that it had on someone who was watching you. When we surrender and we trust... And TJ shared this. It was awesome. I was really encouraged by that. Um, I'm going to read some of the same stuff he did. Um, because God finally shows up in the middle of this. And he'd been there, but he, he comes to speak to Job. And I, I'm a super, I, I have just a crazy imagination. And, and uh, if you want to know what that's like, just hang around Caden for a minute. And like, he, he's just, he creates this whole world as he walks around. Um, and, and I have a, an adult version of that. And I just, you know, I'm just picturing Job sitting there and, and like, you know, we have movies to kind of reflect on, so we kind of can have some image stuff going on in our head that we've seen. And like, there's literally this tornado around him, and he's sitting literally in the middle of the eye of the storm, but he, he feels the wind, and the lightning bolts are going on around him, and God's voice just thunders through that wind tunnel, man. Maybe that wasn't how God sounded like a map. I don't know. I think so. I think it was super intense, man. The Lord answered Job in a whirlwind. And it's interesting because in his answer, what did he do? He didn't answer him. He asked him a bunch of questions. He just asking question after question after question. It's funny, Jesus does the same thing. When he comes on the scene, he asks so many questions. Just pay attention to that. It's all the time he's asking questions. It says in uh, verse uh, 2, um, and, and this was one of the things TJ's read, who, who is it that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Man, Job doesn't know anything compared to God, right? He doesn't know. And he's trying to wrestle through this stuff. And so I'm just going to read a, a, a real a short snippet right there. And, and if you would, in, in your best visual, that, that this intense moment of this whirlwind going on and, and, and God's voice uh, just coming through. And where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. 
Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? And when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors and said, thus far you shall come and no farther. And here shall your, your proud waves be stayed. And he just goes on and on and on about these big, big things. And he just reminds Job <laughs> who he is. And here's the truth. And this may not be easy for you. We're all wired different. We all think different. Some parts of the Bible come easier for you than others, and then it comes easier for them than others, and that's just how it works. But here's the truth. Buckle up. He is God, and you are not. You don't get to sit here and rewrite it and make the rules and, and cry out it's not fair. I mean, I mean, you can. But at the end of the day, if we've chosen Jesus and we're going to be His followers, He is God, and you are not I think back to, <laughs> to when he came after Moses. Who made man's mouth? Whew. He is God, man. And I am not. And it doesn't mean we can't struggle through things. But that's the truth, brothers and sisters, that you have to land on. That has to shape your worldview. Because everything is not going to make sense. We're not going to understand every little thing that we go through this side of heaven. And TJ said it greatly. We have to trust God. That He is God. That He held the sea back. I mean, I hope you've been standing, I hope you've stood beside the sea before and just it just does this all day, right? Back and forth and back and forth, but it's held back. And He is God, and I am not. And as we wrestle through that, can God be trusted? We have to trust that He is good and He is just in the way that He runs the world. Job even accuses God in, in some of that banter back and forth. And uh, he claims him as, as his enemy and he questions God. And it's, it's kind of neat to me that over and over again, Job always comes back. I'm going to say Job a lot. Um, Job always comes back to that God is his advocate. Even after the, the struggle, the wrestling, God is my advocate. And the funny thing is, God calls Job's words right even though he questions. I don't think God's afraid of your questions. He's a question-asking God. You're made in His image. You have His characteristics. Jesus was a question-asker. I think we're supposed to be question-askers. Is that a word? Askers? Sure. But we also have to land on the truth. Even when we don't get this answer. Because there are some God things that we just can't comprehend. And we have to trust that He is God and I am not. 
And there's purpose. Somehow, some way, in what I'm enduring right now and what Job endured and when it's your turn, what you're enduring. And then God comes back and rebukes his friends, the ones who are trying to get Job to confess. And he rebukes them for what they did. But his questions did not offend God. And David does the same thing. Wait till we get to the psalm. David asked God all kinds of big old questions that he's struggling with and wrestling through, and he writes them out in these psalms. And then David's called what? A man after what? God's own heart. I believe God's okay with our questions. Because in the, in the question asking, I, I believe that the sovereignty of God is revealed. And, and as you go through all the things he asked Job, I mean, you'll see it. All the answers are like, you God. As, as Job just sunk down, that hurts my knees really bad. Um, but, you know, just I could just see him pressing down towards the ground as this, Job 12, verse 9, uh, he'd been describing some things, and, and, he, and he says, Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done all of this? You know, Job sees it too. In the middle of the mess, he sees it, that God's hand somehow is, is at work in all of this. And he stays faithful. Job 23, uh, 13 and 14, he says, But he is unchangeable. And who can turn him back? What he desires, that he does. For he will complete what he appoints for me. And many such things are in his mind. Job gets it. Job gets it. I heard someone say it yesterday. Man, my days are numbered. Whom shall I fear? And again, that's a nice churchy thing to say, and it's not always easy to live it out. But it's it's true. If God is for us, who can be against us? And then we let fear creep in. Everybody's had it happen. You're not alone. But we got to come back and keep letting the Word of God reshape and continue to shape our worldview. So that when the trial comes, because it will come, that we're steadfast and we're it doesn't mean that there's not a struggle right it, there's a struggle man we're human but god is god and job gets it so what Woo-hoo, bad things are going to happen let's go on you're dismissed um you know sometimes the things come quick don't they i was thinking about we were praying for the tornado victims in kentucky they this whole group of people went to work one night in a factory and a tornado just... A volcano erupts off the coast of Tonga. I mean, just crazy, just moments, boom, just like that. And it doesn't have to be some natural catastrophe, man. It just happens going down the road some days. There, there was a... a I, I just had met this guy who's a youth minister. A youth minister walks out of his office, drops dead. His heart, his heart attack, dead on the spot. Like, what? It, it happens, and sometimes it's quick, and then sometimes, mm, it is long. 
Sometimes it creeps in slow and just hangs around and hangs around sometimes for lifetimes in people's lives. I can't explain that to you. I didn't hold back the sea. I, I don't know <laughs> those kinds of answers. But I do know this. There's messages out there that are an absolute lie. I was thinking about the prosperity gospel. And I love you enough to tell you that. If you believe that, we need to talk. That's not true. You don't, you don't give more to God and, and, and have this healthy and rich. Like that's, no, that's nowhere in Scripture. Nowhere. And people want health and wealth, right? That's, that's such a big thing. And so people play on that and they play the religious game with it. Man, that is a flat-out lie. I guarantee you, suffering will happen. And if nothing else, you're going to die. I don't know if that's a newsflash to anyone in here. This flesh is going to fade, and we're going to die. We're going to take our last breath, because it is a consequence of sin. Now, those of us that have Jesus, right? I don't know what that little moment looks like, but God says you're never going to die. So my new creation spirit, whoo, I'm, I'm good. If I'm not in that moment... I'm, I'm going to pass away. What a great sermon. That's not fun to just sit around and think about. But then I, I got Jesus. And am I longing for heaven? Is that my home? I mean, we amen that in church, but is that my home? I mean, I was listening to, uh, uh, I'm jumping ahead, I get the little story, but of, of, uh, I'd call him a friend. I mean, we know each other in Christ and would love each other and um, had a season of life where we were uh, kind of running in the same circle. And, but he went to uh, visit a young man he knew, and this guy was the stud of his high school. I mean, just like Mr. Athlete, dude, just ripped. Finds out he has cancer at stage four right after he graduates. Goes in the hospital, fights. He loses. And my friend was with him the week he passed away, and he was sitting by his bed, and he's like, I, ju I just was there. I, don't, I wasn't reading scripture. I, wasn't, I just, I don't know. I just was there. And he said, he sat up in the bed, and he looked over at me and said, man. He was like, what? <laughs> I get it. You get what? He's like, I get why God let me have this. He said, you talk about a moment where I listened. He's like, he let me have it so I wouldn't fall in love with the world. And man, do I long for heaven right about now. It's so easy in our health, in our comfort, in our success to fall in love with the world when we should be longing for heaven. On mission, we're on mission here, but longing for heaven, longing for heaven. And after four years of Bible college and tons and tons of uh, men of God pouring into me and years of ministry, I do know this. I learned it from Job's friends as well. 
when others are suffering, don't show up and be an idiot. You don't have the answer. Okay? I love you. You don't. That doesn't mean you don't say anything. Just please let that sink in. The Bible says be quick to listen and slow. The power of life and death sits right here. Pretty big emphasis on it in Scripture. And we want to go forward in spirit. Be cautious. Be present. And love, man, whatever that looks like, love. Be a good listener. Be a good listener. The best response we can have to suffering, let's, let's lay in this plane, is to trust God. It is. Again, easy to say, standing here in a pulpit on January 23rd, 2022, when everything's pretty okay. But if we talk about it and we, we study it and we, we get this worldview from Scripture, when the storm hits, it'll be a lot easier to lean into that. To trust God. Not just trust Him, but run to Him. To run to Him. It will be to your good to run to God. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that stuff still doesn't happen but it will be to our good to run to God. It reveals the true nature of our faith, I believe, when we're held to the fire, right? When the test actually comes. It does. You go look at the persecuted church all throughout history, and what happens? It fans into flame because the test comes, and the people who were weak and watered down and not really believing, and they were just along for the good stuff, they get weeded out real quick. And the true believers rise up and the church flourishes. It, it tests, it reveals the true nature of our, our, of our faith. And I've walked through people through some pretty horrible tragedies. And I've seen it break some and increase the faith of others. It proclaims God's glory to others. I want you to think about that. Man, many times people are watching us and we go through difficult times. And we're supposed to have this God that we love and follow. And they're watching to see. And are we proclaiming God's glory to those around us. Again, it doesn't mean we don't struggle. God, there's, guys, there's things, man. We lose and we, like, there is a battle there, and I know that. But we need to run to God. It makes us better. You know, we talked about that, the maturing and building up our faith. Uh, I was thinking about iron being heated in fire. and Just it makes us stronger when we endure some of these um, endure some of these things faithfully it shows us what's really important right man we go to a funeral like everybody's there life's short you never know today could be the day right we're all on that page then and then the next week goes by and for most of us that weren't close to the person who passed away we move on and life's not short anymore because no one's reminded us of that we're not staring death in the face and we're going about our day and the younger we are, the easier it are. And the older we get, the more reality it's setting in and all that. And we all go through it. But when we go through it, it, it helps us to focus on the things that actually last. It helps us not to be in love with the world, as I was sharing, and long for heaven. And y'all, like, in that moment, 
when we cl- our eyes close and our the, f- the light in them goes out, I w- and we draw our last breath, and then when we're with Him, we're we're with Him. Whew. What a reward! What a reward, and it's all going to be worth it. It's all going to be worth it. And we'll know it then. We will know, if we have any doubt now, we will know it then. And Jesus suffered as well. Man. And I know we talk, I talk about this a lot, man. He took our sin, and I don't think he just, hey, I got your sin. Again, you go back to that just darkest moment in your own life and how you felt and how maybe it just was devastating. I believe with all my heart when Jesus took all the sin, like he felt the sin of the world, of every single person that has ever committed any heinous act in any way, shape, or form. And can you imagine the moment the, the spear comes up and he gives up? They do not take his life. And he's with his father again. And it's all gone. We're going to get the same thing. We're going to get this, this freedom. Job 19, 25-27. This is it. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last He will stand upon the earth, and after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold, and not another, my heart faints within me. We know the rest of the story. I love you, church. There's not one person in here I ever want to see go through anything difficult. Nobody. Man, I, I go hide when I cry most of the time, but I cry over you when you guys are battling stuff. That's not good. I should be with you, but I struggle with it. Pray for me on that. But it's going to happen. It's just life. It's just life. And just like Adam and Eve have a choice and you have a choice, we choose. Are we going to let Satan use that moment to drive us away from the Lord? Not that we don't have questions. Not that we don't have struggle. Not that we don't go through the emotions of it all. We do. Are we going to go running into the arms of our Savior? And trust Him to get us through somehow. And to get glory from it somehow. And to use it for some kingdom purpose somehow. Because when we respond like that, He always is faithful. It's in His character. So I don't know what's going on for you this morning. We're going to stand and sing. Um, I don't know if you're going through something and if you need prayer or need to come up here and cry it out. I don't know. Uh, I love you. And just, uh, I uh, I pray with all my heart that we, we all stay faithful and that we turn to God in the good times, we turn to God in the bad times. And we never forget that He is God and I am not and that He has made a way. And my Redeemer lives. And I'm going to be with him one day, no matter what. Let's stand and sing.